fierce ladies, welcome to the Moms in Real Estate podcast, where we unleash our unapologetic power to share the raw truth of our journeys. Brace yourself for a dose of empowerment, education, and encouragement like never before. I'm Kristen, a relentless entrepreneur obsessed with connecting and uplifting fellow boss babes. In this podcast, we're all about getting down to business, conquering motherhood, nurturing relationships, and so much more. Get ready to dive into the nitty gritty, embrace the hustle, and unravel the secrets of success in the world of real estate. We're here to ignite your fire, equip you with the knowledge, and unleash your limitless potential. Tune in as we redefine what it means to be a true boss babe. Ladies, welcome to another enlightening episode of Moms in Real Estate. Today, we have a remarkable guest with us, Mary Beth Simon, the founder of Niche Partnership Consulting. Mary Beth is on a mission to guide business owners in creating contingency plans, ensuring their enterprises run seamlessly during extended absences or unforeseen challenges. In today's conversation, Mary Beth shares an emotional journey that led to the birth of her business, emphasizing the importance of preparing for life's unexpected turns. Let's dive in. Hey, Mary Beth, how are you? I'm well, Kristen. How are you doing? I'm doing good. I'm happy to have you on the Moms in Real Estate podcast. I am so thrilled to be here. Thanks for having me. You're so welcome. Okay, so I'm excited for the audience to hear your journey as an entrepreneur because I think that it's such an awesome story how you got started. So um, why don't you start by just telling everybody a little bit of history on your background and then why you decided to start your business? Sure. Um, So I uh, worked in the financial services industry for over 30 years, mainly most of that time was at Vanguard. Um, And I was eligible for early retirement and I wanted to take it (laughs) because I really wanted to do something new and different, something of my own creation. Uh, So I was gearing up to retire in 2018 and I wasn't exactly sure or what my focus would be. And at the same time, one of my closest friends who had retired two years before me was diagnosed with pancreatic cancer. And she asked me if she didn't survive, would I be willing to help her husband navigate the finances? Because she, like many women, handled everything. She did all the investing. She managed all of the money. They had two homes. Um, and I said, yes, that I would. Um, and I asked her if she would show me what was going on so that I could be prepared. And that never happened. Uh, she away. uh, in 4th of July, 2018, I was still working full time. And, um, I realized now that she couldn't show me what was happening in her financial life because, where she was in the diagnosis, that would have been like admitting the reality that she might not survive. And I think that was just a step too far. Um, And so she passed away and I ended up spending six months working with her husband. He didn't use a computer, he didn't use a cell phone. Um, And that was when I realized that as organized as she was, And she was very organized. It just wasn't in a state to be able to help to allow somebody to jump in and, you know, take over. And that's when I realized that we all could do a better job Mm -hmm. preparing for the unexpected. 
And my training and history was in project and program management. So I just took that lens and put it on the problem that I had solved and uh, decided to create a business around that and started working with local business owners, uh, doing it for myself and my husband and his business. And uh, it eventually grew into what it is now. Yeah, I gosh, that story is just so powerful. You have such a strong um a strong why as to why you're doing this. And what I found really interesting when I was reading through like all of your your story and like your questionnaire that we went through is that your your main person that hire that hires you is a female that's there is it 33 to 55 was that it yeah it's like 35 to 55 and usually like 35 to 45 a mom with a few kids or maybe like still growing her family um yeah somebody who wants to have another baby take more time off from her business yeah I don't know why I thought 33 but um you know when I when I read that and also when you just said like most females take care of all the finances and investing I find in my world that a lot of females are so bad at it and scared of it. And I actually have been creating rooms this year around helping women with their money mindset because I saw there was such a need for it. So I found that so interesting when you were talking. And that's also been my problem is I don't want anything to do with that at my house. And if my husband died, it would be a hot mess for me. Yeah. Well, see, and I think so maybe it's just my background in financial services that it was, you know, especially across the organization, it was primarily female or over 50 percent female, you know, and at the top, it was very much male. Yeah. Um, But most of the people that I worked with were women and and they handled everything and they had the corporate job and most of the a, a lot. A lot of the spas maybe didn't have a corporate job. And mm-hmm. so maybe that's how that came about. But I think that in every couple that we just, you know, we have our specialties. We have our yeah. areas where we're really good. And we don't try to do everything. You yeah, know? it's true. I actually, yeah, I feel like that's an area I have stayed away from. And now that, like I said, this year, I'm not only helping other women, but I'm helping myself by creating these rooms of helping um, just feel better about it. I mean, just the whole thought process of what you do is very overwhelming to people. Um, I think one thing that you mentioned was one of the hardest parts of your business is that you know everyone needs this, but a lot of women won't actually take action and do this. Why do you think that is? Yeah, I think that it is the thought of putting this together can be intimidating Mm -hmm. um, because it requires that we accept our own mortality Mm -hmm. and that after, you know, we're okay with it, then we have to have conversations with the important people in our life. Um, So that might be a business partner, you know, a partner in our relationship And everybody is in a different place when it comes to these types of conversations. It's it's rare that I'll meet a woman whose spouse or and or business partner are okay with having this conversation and can think about it. Yeah. So who do you feel like has if you were to like who do you feel like has the most trouble with this if you were to paint a picture of who that is? Is it a female entrepreneur or is it people that are corporate? Like is there like an avatar that you could say? 
I would say um, the like the avatar that has the most trouble with this is often somebody who is very high performing in their professional world, mm -hmm. has accumulated a good amount of money and thinks that that is what is needed for their heir. So if something happens to them, everybody will be fine because there's money there. The challenge is that when you get into the details, if people are not prepared for, you know, <coughs> for somebody to pass away, they are going to spend a lot of money trying to get assistance mm -hmm. to pull all of these pieces together so that they are able to navigate this. Mm -hmm. I mean, yeah. Because I charge a premium because I don't want to walk into that situation. Yeah. I want people to be prepared ahead of time so that that doesn't happen. Yeah, absolutely. So you are still a kind of a baby business because you've been you started in 2020. And so here we are into 2023. So still newer. What would you say like over the last, you know, three years you have really learned as an entrepreneur and what has been some of like the best things that you've invested in? Yeah, so um, some of the things that I've learned coming, especially coming from corporate into entrepreneurship mm -hmm. is that it is like the details of setting up your business is a lot more complicated <laughs> than what I expected it to be. So coming from a tech background, I thought, well, I'm already pretty tech savvy. This will not be very difficult. And just going from the enterprise level applications to the entrepreneur level applications it's a big shift yeah um yeah um and what was the second part of the question yeah the other part is like you know have you spent like what has been one of like your best investments when it comes to your business i would say one of the best and first investments that i made uh in my business was uh working with a public speaking coach Oh, I love that. Yeah. So I knew that um, I knew that speaking like public speaking and being able to tell the story in person and connect with people was going to be the key to growing my business. And, and it has proved out. So um, I started that in 2019. Um, and then, of course, the pandemic happened. So then I was working on uh, virtual uh, events and stuff, but I wrote a signature talk. I wrote a TED style talk. Um, and then as soon as things started to clear up, I was able to, I had, uh, speaking engagements, one in Chicago, um, at an industry specific event. And so it has worked out to be one of the best ways, um, to share the story about the business and the value and really to help people just to start to think about what is their plan and give them some tools to get started. Well, I love that you did that because I don't think I've ever talked to somebody who started their business and thought, you know what, I'm going to get on stages and speak to get the word out on what I do because they just don't. Um, I feel like that's something I see a lot of people years into their business, like they're ready to take it to the next level and diversify their income streams and all that. And then they start speaking. I love that you started out with that first 
and that you hired a coach and wrote the speeches out. It just makes it so much easier and so much more like a, it's plug and play. Now you get to reach out to all these big events and say, hey, I want to speak at it. And it just creates you, puts you as a person of interest in all these rooms, which is fantastic. And it was it was so helpful in so many ways that I didn't expect, like just being able to help me clarify my message and my content for my website copy and, yes. um, you know, my messaging on on podcast interviews and all of that. So it, it really was exponentially useful. Um, you shared something with me and I want you to share it with the audience. Your when you did your I think it was your first speaking engagement. How successful was that for you? Hi, it's Barbara with Your Tax Coach, and we love helping entrepreneurs save money on their taxes. Here's a quick tax tip. Leverage is one of my favorite words to use when talking about real estate. Did you know that when you pull money out of a property, that loan is tax-free income to you, so you don't have to pay any taxes on it? For more info, follow us on Instagram at Your Tax Coach or go to our website, yourtaxcoach.com. So it was it was very successful. It was um, one of the highest attended highest attended talks at the conference, um, and I would say that probably twenty five percent of the people in the room subscribed to my email list, and then probably uh, uh like a quarter of the subscribers became clients. That's so cool. It was so good. That is so good. And I think that that's just so eye-opening because here we are, we have an audience of moms in real estate. And so if you're a mom in real estate, you should literally mimic what she's done. You could get up on stage and talk about um, home ownership. You can create like a really fun talk that you can go out and have ready so that, you know, you're up on stage and a good point that you just said is you need to make sure that you have something to capture these people's emails when you're up on stage. You're never selling on stage, but you're up there providing value. And when you're able to say, hey, if you want more information, like you need to be able to capture their their emails. So good. That's right. I mean, because once you share your message, often people want to know more um, and they want to know how how they can find out and follow you. And yeah, so that's that's the ticket. That's the key. <clears throat> I hire a lot of people that I listen to speak on stages. Yeah. And they've never pitched I, to me. I, I bet. What's that? And I said, and they've never pitched to me. It's always them providing value, them doing great on stage, and then me wanting more. Yeah. And when I think of, you know, like, so many of the guests that I've heard on your show have such great backstories. And mm -hmm. yeah, it might be, you know, their profession is real estate, but like the story of how they got into real estate or the ups and downs, you know, that's really what makes a great signature talk. Yes. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Your story of origin, a hundred percent. And sometimes it's really hard to like put your story of origin down when you're giving a speech. But I mean, that's why like where you think about like having a, a public speaking coach is so important because they'll help you write that. And like you're saying, too, it just helps you with like your website and your social media content and every it all goes so well together. Right. And then, you know, the reason that people work with us is because there is a connection beyond 
what the professional aspect is. Um, so that's the part where I think when we first start working on public speaking that we shy away from it and we kind of uh, tend to want to stay in the technical and the how-to area and we don't want to share as much about ourselves and our own story, but it's a, our story that connects to people. Yeah, it is weird when you're telling your story. I always feel weird when I'm telling my story. I'm like, these people don't want to hear this or they already know my story. Right. And then I have to remind myself like, I've heard this a ton of times. The audience hasn't heard this a ton of times, um, but you do. You feel really weird. Yeah. Yeah. You have to get used to it. Yeah. Okay. So I, I just love that you shared that with our audience because I think that's a super untapped, um, an untapped avenue to go down for them. So I love that you did that. Um, what would you say over the last handful of years has been some of your um, your biggest challenges outside of, you know, people need this, but a lot of people won't invest in it? What other, what other things have you struggled with? Well, I would say that making the transition from corporate to entrepreneurship was definitely a struggle just in the, you know, the reward system that exists in the corporate structure and being in it for so long and then um you know having the ups and downs and not much feedback sometimes as an entrepreneur so that can be a challenge wondering if you're on the right path if you're doing the right thing um and managing and navigating just the you know any negative self-talk that comes along throughout the process. So I guess it's just that self-development um, journey that uh, really popped up again, moving from corporate into, into entrepreneurship. That was a bit of a surprise for me. Yeah, that is a big surprise, I bet. 30 years in corporate to then being an entrepreneur, that is like hardcore. Yeah. I mean, and I, I loved, I so was looking forward to the transition. Um, but, you know, I mean, there are lots of ups and downs and especially, you know, starting a business and then the pandemic and, you know, things that we can't control. Yep. So you learned early on how to pivot. Right. Exactly. Yeah. You're like, so this public speaking thing, we're going to figure out how I'm going to show up when I can't show up. Right. We're going to do that on Zoom for a year or two. <laughs> I still hear people saying that they like, oh, well, we haven't done events since, you know, the pandemic. I'm like, that was so long ago. You got to get back in the yeah. rooms. Oh, yeah. I think people just crave being in person again. Oh, yeah. A hundred percent. I hear it every day that people want that. So I'm sure. Yeah. So where are you going to be speaking at next? You have another event coming I, up? I have a couple um, pitches out, but I, I don't have anything on the calendar yet. Okay. For next year. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So I have a question for you. If somebody like what is something like super easy tactical advice that you can give somebody if they're trying to get that like what you do in order if you weren't there? Yeah. Can I give you three things? You can totally give me three things. All right. So first is to buy a fireproof, waterproof safe. Mm -hmm. um, you'll have to like figure out how big of a safe you need, but that that's very important. Have that in your house or your office for your important documents. The second thing is to um, 
to subscribe to some type of a password management system. One of the biggest challenges after my friend passed away was navigating the passwords. I mean, just think about it. It's everyone's biggest problem for themselves. Yes, yes. Um, so that is so important. And some people don't want to do an online password manager. I, I like LastPass. Um, there, are, there are several different ones, or you can use a paper password manager book. I actually, I have instructions on how to create one that I create for my clients if they want a paper password book um, on my website. So you can, you can check that out. But it's so important, even in the business, it's important that the passwords are managed securely across your team uh, for anybody in the business. So LastPass um, or go to your website, which is? Uh, NichePartnershipConsulting.net. Okay. And then there, yeah. if somebody wants to handwrite out their passwords, that's where you'd go to find that document. Yeah. So there's a, there's a, a book that I put together and you can print off resources to do that. Um, and okay, so that's the second thing. The third thing is to make sure that you have your estate plan in place. Mm. So your will, your living will, your power of attorney, healthcare directive, um, all of that, because that will be the foundation for your legal documents. And then on top of that should be any legal documents related to your business. Who is authorized to be able to take action in your business if you're not available? So if you're incapacitated, out of the country, um, or gone. Yeah. Who is authorized to like sell the business, take action? I would imagine a lot of people go through the steps of getting all this set up with you. And then do you find that they have trouble like maintaining it? Like almost just like they set it up and then they just don't go back and like, I feel like it has to be something every year that you're addressing. Yeah, so it does. It has to be something that is kept relevant. Um, so normally when I work with people with a business owner, we usually work together for three months okay. uh, to put together a plan for their personal life, their business. And then we do a business continuance playbook, which is the standard operating procedures for your role as a business owner, what you do as a business owner day in and day out, uh, daily up to annually. And then um, I often gift a client an annual plan review for the first year so that we can walk through the plan review uh, the first year so that they can see what the update process is like. Uh, and then I create a checklist for them based on our conversation, send that to them, and then they use that to do their own. Yeah, that, that's so nice. What you do is so helpful for so many people. What a rewarding business you chose to do. It is wonderful. My clients are um, very interesting and um, very thoughtful and compassionate people, right? Because they're doing this not just for themselves and for their business. They're doing this for the future and not knowing how it will be used. So it's a very it's a very kind and thoughtful act. Yeah, absolutely. 
So I want to wrap it up today with two things. Um, one, I have a question for you. If you had to go in business with a celebrity, who would it be and why? I think it would be a, a I'm just thinking like Gordon Ramsay, like a celebrity chef, because yes. I love I love food and I have food allergies, but I would love to like take my food preparation up a level and learn more about uh like a different approach so that yeah that's fun I love that you're like I'm gonna do all this while you cook for me all the time <laughs> yes yeah, that's exactly. how I would look at it and then my my second question is um if people want to connect with you is the best spot LinkedIn or is it Instagram and it and yeah how, I'm I am I'm active on both, okay. but I'm most active on LinkedIn. That's where my um, that's where my biggest following and my most activity is. But I did create a freebie too for your uh, listeners if they would like to go. Oh for yeah, that. we would love a freebie. Yeah, so I have a free business contingency plan starter kit. Um, so people can go to Niche Partnership Consulting dot net slash Kristen um, and access that that kit so that they can get started. Oh, I love that. A plan for their business. Yeah. Th thank you for doing that. We'll also have that linked in the show notes, um, her LinkedIn, her Instagram and that freebie for everybody. Well, thank Wonderful. you so much for coming on. Thank you, Kristen. It's been a pleasure to be with you today. Yeah, it's been awesome to talk to you. Hi, it's Kim and Whitney from Real Social Agent, and we love helping real estate professionals create social media content that helps them grow their business. If you're a real estate professional looking to save time and create more effective content, we're about to make your life so much better. You're amazing at what you do, and we're here to make sure everyone else knows that. From social media coaching to custom content creation, our job is to make you shine. Follow us on Instagram at Real Social Agent or download our free Reels 101 library at the link in the show notes. Thanks, friend, for listening to the podcast. We love having you in our community. If you enjoyed our podcast, please leave us a review or share it with a friend. Also, we'd love to connect with you on Instagram. Go follow us at Moms in Real Estate.